On this week's podcast, I am featuring a couple of listener questions. I had some questions sent in, and so we're going to jump into those in just a minute. They are related to business addresses of the LLC as well as high yield savings accounts for the business and what makes sense for both of these situations. So we're going to jump in today. So go to your coffee and let's get rolling. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really boring? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from my clients who used to feel this way. They felt overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish they could stop the financial madness. They wanted clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know the protocol, when they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS. But they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm put them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy-to-understand financial tips, and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. So dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. As always, I really love and appreciate when listeners send in questions to the podcast. It's really great to be able to answer specific questions that you have. Um, I know as a small business owner, it can be fairly lonely where you have a whole lot of questions in your mind that you're really just not sure how to answer, what to do. You're really even sure who to ask. And I get that because I remember when I started my business um, about eight years ago, I guess now, it really felt lonely. You know, I felt like most days I had a whole lot more questions than I had answers and I didn't know who I could trust and how to get some of these answers. And so I love, love, love to be able to give back to you. So if you have questions, then go to the show notes, send an email to the email address in the show notes, and I will absolutely feature you and your questions on a future podcast. So with that said, let's dig in. So I had a couple of questions where Mackenzie sent me an email and said, I just started listening to your podcast. I do have a few questions that I'm having a hard time getting answers to. Uh, I have a single member LLC. I filed my LLC in uh, Tennessee and she's getting her EIN next, her employer identification number next. She says she thinks she could be misunderstanding and maybe overthinking uh, about a couple of things. So she said that basically she's using her business address but it's not the same as her home address. She said, I use a registered agent service that could double as my business address. I do not work out of said business address. I use my home as my mailing address. I wanted to keep my home as separate as possible from my business. Should I use the physical address or my home address as the primary work location on this tax filing? I'm a little confused by the wording. My physical business address is not my primary work location and I don't want to mess up my taxes right off the bat. She, She then goes on, and says she has an additional question where she's not sure if she should be doing quarterly taxes. Is it a smart idea for a business to have a high-yield savings account? And how do high-yield savings accounts affect our taxes at the end of the year? So these are really good questions that she has. So let's just go ahead and jump in. On the address for the business, if you have a registered agent and they are collecting mail for you, The best thing to do is to use the address of the registered agent for the tax returns. If you use your home address, 
then it can be confusing because part of the reason you you have a registered agent is because they're collecting mail for you. It is a paid service. If you're not familiar with what a registered agent is, um, you basically pay someone to represent your business to collect mail and that sort of thing on behalf of you. And I don't remember, it's somewhere around $100 a year, might be a little more or a little less depending on where it is. I haven't looked at it in a while, so I'm not 100% sure on that. But it's a fairly nominal fee. And usually I see registered agents being used by business owners that either want to have this sort of separation between the business and them personally, and they don't really want for people to be able to go on the state website, look up the business name, and then find their home address. Or it's someone that maybe is trying to get some additional tax incentive and deductions for um, their business in a different state that they li- than they live in. So for instance, I had a client some years ago that they actually had a couple of LLCs in Wyoming. They live in Texas. And they had some uh, LLCs in Wyoming for some tax advantage. So as a result, since they did not live in Wyoming, they had to have a registered agent represent them in the state of Wyoming to be able to do that. In this case, since Mackenzie, you are using a registered agent, then use that address. Don't use your home address to put on your tax filings. In the next question, you asked about whether you should be doing quarterly taxes. I'm not sure in what regard you're talking about in quarterly taxes. If you're talking about estimated taxes or if you're doing sales tax or something like that, because both types of taxes can be quarterly. Payroll taxes can also be quarterly. I am assuming based on a few details that I didn't share for privacy sake in your email that you are likely not doing payroll taxes based on the type of business that you have. And I'm also assuming you're not doing sales tax based on that. But I wanted to throw that caveat out there for other listeners that might also have questions surrounding quarterly taxes. So my assumption is that you're talking about quarterly estimated taxes. And since you are, it sounds like a brand new business and you don't have any history with the government, they're not going to require you to do any kind of estimated taxes um, until you have basically got more tax than you are paying in and then they require it. They require you to send the money. So what I like to typically say in the first year of business is to just set aside like in a separate bank account. It can be a savings account. It can be just a normal checking account, but a separate account outside of your operating account for the business and put 25% of whatever profits you have. So any money that you bring in for revenue, um, take out any costs that you have, excluding any money that you are taking personally. So um, whether it's supplies, office, office expenses, software, computers, what have you, take out all of those expenses and then you have a bottom line like net income number. Again, before any money that you actually take yourself, do 25% of that number and put that in a separate account. And I would do that monthly uh, when you're looking at your numbers. And then that way, at the end of the year, you have a little bit of a cushion, a little nest egg where you're not totally blindsided from a tax perspective because, um, you know, Mackenzie indicated that she's a single member LLC, which means that she's going to be paying self-employment tax, 15.3% on whatever net income she has for the business. Plus she's going to be paying federal tax. Tennessee does not have state income tax, so she doesn't really have to worry about that. But that way, at least 
most of her tax is going to be covered. She might have a little bit of a, a downfall on that, potentially, depending on other income sources. I don't have her full income picture here to know if she's got other income streams or not. So um, obviously, everyone's situation is different. Let's just say, for example, she's got several other business adventures that she's making a significant amount of money and she's in the highest tax bracket. Well, 25% would not be enough to set aside. So obviously, everyone's situation is different. I'm really talking about kind of a blanket approach for someone that sounds like she likely doesn't have a lot of other income streams. Maybe she's got a spouse. I don't know. Should I include that? But it kind of sounds like this is her primary source of income. And I'm guessing if there is other income that it wouldn't be that she's in the, you know, 37% tax bracket. But again, you always want to talk to your tax professional to make sure that um, this is appropriate. But 25% is a really good place to start so that at least you're putting some money aside. Um, and then beyond that, after you do your first year of taxes, so it sounds like 2023 is her first year. So when she files taxes in the spring of next year, then she'll have a much better idea and she may have to start doing a span of taxes at that point after she's filed that first tax return. As far as high yield savings accounts, um, it's really going to be a personal preference. If that high yield savings account is in the business name, essentially how that is treated is the interest income made on that money is going to be taxed uh, by the business, like in the business name, which either way, even if it's in your personal name, you're still going to pay the same amount of tax on it. Really you just have to make sure that it's captured on your tax return. Um, if you want that money to be put in a the business name, a high yield account for the business, then you just have to set it up that way. Probably no real pros and cons either way that I'm thinking of anyway. I'm not a banker, so I don't know all the details of high yield savings accounts, but basically the income that you earn on the accounts, the interest just has to be captured on the account. I believe I have answered all of Mackenzie's questions. I hope this has been helpful. What I find is that when I have someone send in questions, inevitably there are other people that also have some of these same questions and they haven't sent in their questions, but they get answered just because a lot of people tend to have a lot of the same questions. So that's why I love so much when people send in their questions to the show so that I can then spotlight them. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. I very much appreciate you sending in your questions. I hope that I have been helpful and have answered everything that you were wanting to know. And with that said, if you have found value in today's episode, then I would love it so much if you would leave me a five-star review it absolutely helps my show get out to more people and um, I appreciate it a whole lot and uh, also if you are interested in doing a discovery call to see if maybe there's some opportunity to reduce your taxes um, or even on the accounting side if you need help with your business then be sure to go to the link in my website show notes and book a call and I would love to have a conversation with you to see if we can help and with that said I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and I can't wait until next time